For the first time ever, the possessions of Mexican artist Frida Kahlo have left Mexico and arrived at London's Victoria and Albert Museum to help tell her powerful, yet tragic story, Frida Kahlo, making herself up. Beginning with an introduction to her family and ending with an impressive collection of clothing, Kahlo's personal belongings, which were not discovered until 2004, reveal how she assembled her personal identity and coped with her many hardships. Frida Kahlo Frida Kahlo in blue satin blouse Magdalena Carmen Frida Kahlo Y. Calderon was born on 6 July 1907 and would grow up to become a painter of surrealism and folk art based on her strong opinions about identity, post-colonialism, gender, class and race in Mexican society. Unfortunately, life was not going to be easy for Kahlo, particularly where her health was concerned. Kahlo's parents were the German photographer Guillermo Kahlo, 1871-1941, and Matilda Calderon Y. Gonzalez, 1876-1932, of indigenous descent. Although she had three sisters and two stepsisters, it appears that Frida was the favorite. Whilst her siblings went to a convent school, her father insisted she was enrolled into a German school. The reason for her father's favoritism was on account of her disabilities as a result of polio, which she contracted when she was six years old. As a result, her right leg was much shorter and thinner than the left. Unfortunately, children were no better than they are today and bullied Frida about her defects. Isolated from her peers, her father took it upon himself to teach her about literature, nature, and philosophy, which set her in good stead for her political future with the Communist Party. Guillermo also taught his daughter about photography, thus introducing Frida into the world of art and composition. Frida Kahlo's childhood took place during a time when women were not given equal opportunities and were regarded as weaker and lesser than men. Therefore, Kahlo's determination to go to school to train to be a doctor shows her strength of character. Unfortunately, this dream of hers was never to be fulfilled. On 17th of September 1925, whilst on her way home from school, Kahlo suffered near-fatal injuries after the bus she was traveling on collided with a streetcar. Lucky to survive, Unlike many of the other passengers, Kahlo suffered fractured ribs, leg and collarbone and an iron handrail impaled through her pelvis. Plaster corset painted and decorated by Frida Kahlo Kahlo suffered from pain and illness for the rest of her life as a result of the crash, however, it opened up an entirely new career path for her. During her recovery, Kahlo spent the majority of time in bed, her back held up by uncomfortable plaster corsets, some of which can be seen in the exhibition. Lying on her back with a specially crafted table over her legs, Kahlo stared at herself in a mirror positioned above her bed and began to paint her self-portrait. Self-portraits make up the majority of Kahlo's paintings, using them as a means of exploring her identity and existence. Although she never painted the terrible traffic collision, Kahlo expressed her feelings and pain through her artwork. Many of these are made up of several surreal elements, commenting on different aspects of her life. The V and A does not display many of her paintings, however, except for a still life at the beginning of the exhibition, the few that are shown are self-portraits. These are spread throughout the gallery in order to expand upon the personal objects and periods of her life. Self-portrait with red and gold dress The Broken Column, 1944 Self-portrait with monkeys by Frida Kahlo, 1943 The Bride Frightened at Seeing Life Open, 1943 Frida Kahlo can be recognized by her black hair and a striking mono brow, as well as the fine black hairs between her nose and lips, an element many female artists would choose to emit when painting their self-portrait. Although she utilized makeup and carefully styled her hair, 
Kala was not one to be oppressed by female stereotypes. Her strong facial hair was a part of her and she wore it with pride and never let it bother her, even when some young American boys heckled her in the street, asking where the circus was. Selection of Cosmetics Owned by Frida Kahlo A few of the cosmetics and medications Kahlo frequently used are in display cases along with her sewing box, hairbrush and jewelry. Visitors can also see remnants of paint tubes and brushes personally used by Kahlo shortly before her death in 1954. These belongings open a window into Kahlo's life, which the symbolism in her paintings does not quite achieve. Whilst her self-portraits are a visual description of her appearance and cultural identity, the personal items reveal the true woman behind the paintbrush. Kahlo typically included Mexican components in her paintings as well as the occasional post-colonialism reference. The colors, style of clothing and atmosphere are the type she experienced growing up in Mexico, which she endeavored to hold on to despite the rise in Americanization. Kahlo often painted exotic plants native to the country in the backgrounds and foregrounds of her portraits and sometimes included likenesses of her pets, which were also endemic to Mexico, for instance, spider monkeys. Whenever Kahlo was unwell, her paintings reflected the pain and frustration she was feeling. Kahlo represented herself as wounded and broken, or like a child, depending on how the circumstances affected her mentality. Toward the end of her life, expressing the pain she was in became a common theme for Kahlo. In The Broken Column, 1944, Kahlo paints herself in the nude, her stomach and torso split apart to reveal a broken column that could topple at any moment. Her arms and face are attacked by nails, which, although drawn no blood, express the pain and distress she was under at the time. The metaphor of the broken column alludes to the state her spine was in by the 1940s. Her back had worsened to the point that she could no longer sit or stand for any length of time due to the pain and lack of strength in the bones. Despite undergoing several operations throughout her life, nothing had cured her spinal problems and she was soon due to undergo an operation to fuse a bone graft and a steel support to her spine in order to straighten it. Regrettably, this procedure was also unsuccessful. Despite this, Frida remained mentally strong, as emphasized by her stoic facial expression in the painting and upright posture. The tears on her face represent how she is feeling inside, but the vacuous facial features do not give any of that away. Her eyes look straight ahead at the audience as though she is conveying her spiritual triumph through a glance, challenging herself and others to accept the situation as it is and learn to endure and live with it. Self-Portrait on the Border Between Mexico and the United States of America 1932 the Two Fridas, 1938. Whilst Kala was recovering from the bus crash, other people her age were finishing school and attending university. Although she had missed out on her chance to attend herself, once she was released from bed rest in 1927, she regained contact with her friends and joined them in their involvement with student politics. This quickly led to joining the Mexican Communist Party where Kala was introduced to many notable people, including the most successful Mexican painter at the time, Diego Rivera, 1886-1957. As well as her politics, Rivera was interested in her artwork stating, it was obvious to me that this girl was an authentic artist. Despite the age gap, Rivera and Kahlo became a couple and were later married in 1929. Kahlo's parents regarded the match as a marriage between an elephant and a dove, However, Kahlo's father was pleased she had married a rich man who could support her expensive medical treatment. The pair moved to the state of Morelos where Rivera, as a mural painter, had been given a commission. Unfortunately, this meant Kahlo was exposed to the fighting of the Mexican Civil War. 
It is believed this sparked her preference of traditional peasant clothing and Mexican-style art, now that she was more aware of the importance of Mexican identity and history. Rivera had to move around a lot depending on who commissioned him for a mural. In 1930, Kahlo went with him to San Francisco in the United States where she was introduced to a number of American painters. Whilst the trip was by no means horrible, Kahlo was unimpressed by American life, which she regarded as boring, and made her even more determined to express her own heritage in her artwork. One of the paintings she produced at this time emphasizes her longing for her home country. Self-portrait on the border between Mexico and the United States of America, 1932, shows the artist standing on an imaginary boundary stone between her country and the country in which she was currently residing. She paints herself in traditional clothing, holding a Mexican flag, indicating her loyalty to her country. Facing towards Mexico, a handful of crops grow in the foreground, symbolizing Mexico's agricultural history, however, the background is the type of scene Kahlo saw whilst in America. Tall buildings obscure the sky and chimney stacks pollute the air with smoke. On the left, a pre-Columbian building lies partially ruined and being struck by lightning, suggesting that America has destroyed the indigenous origins of the country. Kahlo's marriage was not much of a happy one. A number of times, Kahlo felt pregnant but feeling unable to carry and care for a baby, had the pregnancies terminated. Later, she decided she would like to try to carry a baby to full term, however, in her weakened state, her body was unable to cope and resulted in miscarriages. Whilst the loss of an unborn baby can be hard upon a couple, it was Rivera's womanizing ways that caused the most strain. After he had an affair with Kahlo's younger sister, she moved out and began affairs of her own, with both men and with women. This included Leon Trotsky, 1879-1940, who was living in Kahlo's house after seeking asylum in Mexico. Eventually, Kahlo and Rivera were granted a divorce in 1939, however, they remained on friendly terms. The Two Fridas, 1939, was painted shortly after the couple's divorce. In this self-portrait, Kahlo has painted herself twice, on the right is Frida wearing traditional costume and on the left, she wears modern clothing. Both Fridas are holding hands and their hearts, which are visible on top of their chests, are joined together by a single artery. Kahlo admitted that the painting represents her broken heart and loneliness after her separation from her husband. Torn between her traditional Mexican values and the modern developments occurring throughout the country, she felt lost and unable to determine her own identity. Without Rivera, Kahlo had lost a little bit of herself. Frida Kahlo, C1940s. Sadly, for Kahlo, divorce was soon to be the least of her worries. As previously mentioned, Kahlo's spine was rapidly deteriorating during the 1940s, however, to make matters worse, in 1953 her right leg, already disfigured from polio, developed gangrene and had to be amputated below the knee. She had a prosthetic leg made so that she could still move about, albeit slowly and in pain. The V and A displays her prosthetic wearing one of her bright red leather boots. Co-curator Circe Anastrosa declared, This is my favorite object in the exhibition. It is really modern, and it symbolizes her whole attitude. Far from letting herself be defined as an invalid, she intervened as a rebel act. She was comfortable uncovering her disabilities. On the night of 12 of July 1954, Kahlo was in bed suffering from severe pain and a high fever. Having anticipated her death days before, Kahlo had produced a sketch of the Angel of Death annotated with the words, I joyfully await the exit, and I hope never to return, Frida. 
When Kahlo's nurse came to check on her at 6 a.m. the next morning, she was dead. According to Wikipedia, the Tate Modern has listed Kahlo as one of the most significant artists of the 20th century, and art historian Elizabeth Bakewell concurs that Kahlo was one of Mexico's most important 20th century figures. Kahlo's fame has increased posthumously both as an artist and an unconventional personality. She is admired by feminists and people of the LGBT community on account of her bisexuality. The Tempestuous Relationship Between Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera The V&A exhibition culminates with an extraordinary selection of Kahlo's clothing, which was discovered in 2004 locked away in her personal bathroom of her house come museum. All the outfits are full of bright colors and displayed on shop dummies created to look like Frida Kahlo, complete with her traditional braided hairstyle. The style of dress is called Tawana and comprises of several pieces. The blouses, or huipil, were typical in Mexico and Central American countries and were usually made by hand. The embroidery is intricately beautiful and must have taken days or even weeks to produce, no doubt these items are one of a kind. The skirts are floor-length and equally delicately decorated. The material would have been perfect for Kahlo to cover up her disfigured leg and, later, the prosthetic leg. The skirt and huipil were combined with various shawls or rispos, which were wrapped around the shoulders. Although this was the traditional garb of Mexican peasants, the colors were fit for the elite. Greater than I am not sick. I am broken. But I am happy to be alive as long as I can paint. Greater than Frida Kahlo. The V&A has done a wonderful job, as always, with Frida Kahlo, making herself up. Rather than concentrating on her artwork, the museum looks at her entire life from birth to death. With only a limited selection of paintings available, visitors learn more about Kahlo as a person rather than a painter. They discover her passionate determination, her background, the future she paved for herself and, most importantly, the way she wished to be seen by the world. Most people who visit the exhibition will likely have already heard of and know a little about Frida Kahlo. This is a great benefit because the museum does not elaborate much on certain events of her life. Another downside, as overheard whilst walking around the exhibition, is some of the information about certain paintings or photographs is far too low and small to read for many people, resulting in crowds bending over to get a closer look. Whilst there are booklets with large print available, there are not enough for everyone, especially as the tickets are usually sold out by mid-morning. The V&A will be showing Frida Kahlo, making herself up until Sunday 4th of November 2018. Tickets cost £15 and can be booked online, which is strongly advisable to limit disappointment.